listening to PetLifeRadio.com. It's Behave with Arden Moore, the show that teaches you how to have harmony in the household with your pets. Join Arden as she travels coast to coast to help millions better understand why cats and dogs do what they do. Get the latest scoop on famous faces. They're perfectly pampered pets in Who's Walking Who in Rintin, Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails. Garner great pet tips and have a doggone fur-flying fun time. So get ready for the pause and applause as we unleash your all-behave host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome to the All-Behave show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. We're starting 2011 off on the right paw and make that a positive one by bringing back one of our favorite guests. She describes herself aptly as a relationship counselor when it comes to resolving those fur-flying feuds and restoring harmony in pet households. She is that and so much more. Please give pause and applause to the host of the It's Me or the Dog TV show, Victoria Stillwell. Welcome to the show, Victoria. Thanks for having me. Hey, you've been quite busy since last we chatted. I mean, I've noticed you launched a foundation called Positively, and it features an A-team of savvy dog experts. You continue uh, unleashing your own brand of tough love to solve those perplexing pet problems on your TV show. And I understand you're working on book number three. I got to tell you, Victoria, I'm, I'm exhausted just talking about it. So, <laughs> yeah, I think we need to take a quick break, recharge, and catch up with the one and only Victoria Stillwell. So, everybody, sit and stay. We'll be right back. Time for a pause. Four furry ones, actually. Sit and stay. All behave. We'll be right back. It's designerpetsweaters.com. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Your pets will stay warm for the winter and be runway ready. Large or small, we fit them all. Designerpetsweaters.com All Behave is back with more tail-wagging ways to achieve harmony in the household with your pets. Now, back to your fetching host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome back to the All Behave show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. I am honored and delighted to welcome back Victoria Stillwell. She really knows dogs. She really knows people. And she's a master at conquering mutt mayhem, and she does it each and every week with brilliance on her hit show, it's me or the dog. You can catch it every Saturday night on Animal Planet. And I think what you started, been doing that since uh, 2005? Yes, I have. It started, uh, I came up with the idea of it in 2005 and we started filming it in 2006. And um, now we've done over 100 episodes in Britain and in America. So it's been a, a long run and, um, gosh, uh, successful really beyond what I thought it would be. And, and now the show is in 50 different countries around the world. 
Wow. Well, that tells us one thing. We sure have a communication problem, don't we, when it comes to our four-legged pals? It's yes, probably more it us. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it, it is. And I think, you know, as we learn so much more about our dogs and how they function and how they work and how they comprehend things, how they learn, we as humans now have to change the way that we communicate with our dogs because obviously so much of the the whole idea of dog training has been dominance-based and a whole sort of power trip for the human and you dominate your animal in order to get it to behave when we now realize that actually that's that's really the wrong way, that there's a, there's a better way to train your dogs and it's through cooperation and not domination. You know, what I'm very impressed about you, Victoria, is you say you're going to do something, and darn it, you get it done. When you were a guest last year, almost about this time, you were telling me that, uh, hey, I'm going to be launching a new foundation and a website, and I'm working on a third book. I'm really going to be getting together an A-team of, like, dog trainers and animal behavior experts. You did it. Everybody, after this show, I want you all to dash over to Positively.com. Com. That's P-O-S-I-T-I-V-E-L-Y dot com. You've got a podcast there now. I mean, you're a busy girl. <laughs> yeah, it has been quite a year. But, you know, we, we have these plans and we really want to make um, great information available for dog owners all over the world. So we want to be able to sort of create a, a one-stop shop for positive reinforcement. And that's what Positively Achieves. And also to give people if they need a trainer in their area and they can go onto my website and know that every trainer on my website has been personally endorsed and assessed by me uses humane methods to train dogs and it's really the only place you can go in the United States apart from Karen Pryor's organization where you know you're going to get a positive reinforcement trainer coming to your home. Yeah, and you mentioned a great name, Karen Pryor, for all of those who, the few people on the planet that don't know her. She's really the one that has been associated with clicker training, the way to be able to reinforce and mark a good behavior in a dog by the sound of the clicker. Or you can do the with your tongue, everybody, or click on a pen. But uh, she started, I guess, with dolphins and worked her way through to dogs and cats. Yeah, she's, um, I've had the chance to meet her this year and work with her, and she is the most amazing person. And really, through clicker training, I mean, really, you'll see in my next show that we're not just training dogs. There's an episode where I train a, a micro pig, too, and some chickens, and we use the clicker for that. Really, you can train any animal using a clicker, and they use clicker training for pets in zoos, sorry, for animals in zoos, so that they can give those animals medical treatment without having to tranquilize those animals. And it's all through positive reinforcement. So, you know, it's amazing what clicker training has done with our, to aid our communication with all kinds of species. You know, I wish we could clicker train the world's leaders, and including the people in the House and the Senate. Can you imagine if they all were clicker trained, how much better this planet might be? Good, Senator. Good, Senator. Oh, yeah. Sit, stay. Hush, Senator. <laughs> I agree, but I really think that's never going to happen. They're too into the traditional methods. All right. Well, maybe that'll be our next conquest in the next life. But uh, I wanted to ask you a little bit on a personal note. When you were on the show before, you had mentioned growing up in England, you really wanted a dog. And your father had to practice a little tough love because it comes with great responsibility. Now you're a mom. And you guys do have a dog, a rescue lab named Sadie. But uh, I understand Alexandra, your daughter, made a wish for you. I saw it on your uh, blog post. Yes, she obviously, like most children, she wants a puppy. And um, 
we've been talking, my husband and I have been talking about getting another dog adding to our family for a long, long time. And we've been thinking about this for, for the last six months. So it's not a decision that's been made lightly. And obviously, Alexandra has heard us speaking. I doubt we will get a puppy, but we actually are. And it's quite timely because today is our first day of going to the shelter that I work with at Manta Pet Rescue and going to look at potential dogs for our family. But it's because we wanted as parents, I always say to parents, don't give in to your child because you're going to be the ones looking after the dog most of the time. And your child will tire of that dog eventually when it ceases to become novel. So it has to be a really well thought out family decision and a lifetime decision as well. So I'm very impressed because I agree with you. You're going to have that dog longer than the life of maybe uh, two or three jobs for most people, uh, cars. You know, you've got Sadie, you know, your dog now. So what, what kind of advice can you give people that might be doing just exactly what you're doing right now, which is going to look for a dog at a shelter? What are some of the things that you're going to be looking for? I think the most important thing is not to rush. I mean, when you go to a shelter and you see these adoring faces looking at you, it's very, very difficult, but you have to find the right kind of dog that you know is going to be happy in your family. So for me, my the dog that we get is, is going to have to you know, love children because my house is full of children and is also going to like to be around other dogs. Sadie has got to be comfortable with her. And, you know, that's a lot of criteria. And I have to make sure that the dog that we bring into our home is going to get the best out of us too. It's going to have the best life possible. It's a two-way street. There's a lot of things to think about. So I would just say take time. Don't go for the first one that you fall in love with. Just do your research and make sure that the fit is right because the worst thing for a dog is to be brought into your home and then it doesn't work out and then it's returned to the shelter again. Those dogs don't do well. No, it's uh, talk about the ultimate rejection. You've already landed in the shelter, and then you think you've got a chance, and then, what, I'm back? Yeah, I think yeah. that would take a real toll on a dog. One thing, I, I don't know if it helps out, the more a shelter can acquire information about a dog, instead of just saying this is a cute little terrier mix, you know, that seems to like people, are you seeing that shelters are, are being able to garner more information to provide a pretty good doggy bio, if you will, for people? Um, I think so. I mean, I can only really attest to the ones that I work with, and that's for we don't want to pull the wool over people's eyes. Mm -hmm. If dogs do have a behavior problem or some sort of baggage that's come with them into the shelter, a new adopter, potential adopter, needs to know about that. It's not good writing on a card, oh, this dog loves this and loves that and playful and all, all it wants is to sit on your lap. I think shelters need to be very, very upfront with the positives and the negatives so people know as much as possible what they're getting. And the more people are truthful upfront, maybe the dogs are going to be adopted slower, but they're going to stay in homes. And that's what you need. You don't want yo-yo dogs because it's not fair on anyone. No, I think you're right. And uh, you tell me a person that is perfect. I haven't met that person yet. I don't know a dog that is perfect. But there are things that a dog's personality and our personality that really meld well when you do it right. Yes, it does. And that's why even if we go to the shelter today and we're all very excited about doing it, but we don't find a dog, then we will continue our search. It has to be. It has to be because, you know, it has to, it has to fit in every situation and in every scenario. And it's not always. I mean, there are going to be, when you get that dog home, there could be problems, but work through them. Most problems could be worked through. And so, no, it's not going to be plain sailing all the way. 
Okay. And by that, I, I don't know about you. I, I've got a couple of dogs from shelters, uh, Chipper and Cleo, and I've had them now for several years. I've noticed this evolution, if you will, of their personalities at the one-month mark, the three-month mark, the six-month mark. And it seems like you finally get their complete, honest personality by the six-month mark. It's almost as if that they realize, hey, I think I'm here to stay. Yeah, it is. And I think they relax and they, they know the routine. They know the schedule. They, they know the environment. They're comfortable. And, and they can be dogs and be happy and contented and confident. And that's what my training focuses on is helping animals to to live successfully in a domestic environment because there's a lot of pressure on dogs to try and fit in. And that's where confrontation happens because dog has to live with human and, and human has weird rules and abide <laughs> by those rules. And it's if he doesn't, it gets told off and punished. Yet we need to understand that you need to put in time to help your dog be successful in your domestic environment and realize at the end of the day your dog is a dog, not a person. So let's talk about your new site and foundation. You've got this team, and it's all part of the Positively.com site. Looking at the rundown of the folks that are on your team, Nicholas Dodman, he is, in my estimation, one of the top animal behavior veterinarians on the planet. He's over at Tufts University, and he's the director of the Animal Behavior Clinic. He and I know each other quite well because he helps me with the magazine I edit, Catnip. You go to these people and you knock on their door and say, hey, I want you to be on the team. I mean, let's run down some of the folks that are on there and why you picked those people. I think they've, uh, I picked those people because they've all had an influence on my life and in my work. And Nicholas Dobman especially, you know, I've read a lot of his books and actually didn't even meet him until this year. And he is actually on an episode of a show um, of my new season that I brought him down from Tufts to work with me in New York on a, on a pretty complex case then I know that he is probably the most eminent person in the world about obsessive compulsive disorder in dogs. And I actually finally got to meet him, not just over phone and email, and it was really, he's, he's everything that you think he is. He's wonderful. Um, I have people like Nicole Wilde, who is just fantastic, and of course Karen Pryor. And, and I wanted people to blog on my site because I wanted to reach as wide an audience as possible so that as many people as possible could benefit from the wise words of these people that have been such an influence on my life as well. So I'm very, very proud in the foundation. The foundation I set up after being really influenced after what I saw in 9-11 when I was working with the ASPCA volunteering and I volunteered at Pier 94 on the Hudson River, helping victims' families and helping the therapy dogs go with the victims' families on a boat down the Hudson River to throw wreaths and flowers into the river to remember the loved ones that had died at the World Trade Center and so the foundation is really set up in memory of those people and of those dogs that I met that helped them so much. And uh, I'm very excited about it because we're now raising money to give to organizations that assistance dogs for the disabled and for smaller rescue shelters that actually don't get the benefit of big funding. So how can people do that? We're, you've got a good audience. i got to tell you, our show has been named the top pet podcast on the planet by the Podcast Awards for the second year in a row. Yeah, really? that and a hearty congratulations. Woohoo! I'm waiting for the car to pull up in the driveway. It hasn't, hasn't shown up yet. But seriously, we do have a pretty great audience on the Pet Life Radio Network. So how can our listeners help? 
Well, I mean, you can go to my website and uh, there's information there about donations. We'll be obviously giving information about where our donations go to. 100% of the donations that we receive obviously go to, to various charities. And I also have a shop now on my website where I'm selling T-shirts and hats and things with the Positively name on it. So we encourage people to go buy that, buy my book, and a percentage of everything that we sell goes to the foundation as well. Well, as you mentioned that, I wanted everybody to know that Victoria is gracious enough to offer a signed copy of one of her books. It's Me or the Dog and one of her T-shirts for a listener who is the first one to email me, Arden at Four-Legged Life. Let's see, what, what would be our code word? What's the code word you'd like to have, Victoria? Um, oh, my gosh. I don't really know. Can't How about positively? Oh, positively. There you go. Absolutely. There you go. Positively. You send me an email with positively, and then I'll get back to uh, Victoria, and we'll make sure we get the right size T-shirt for you, and then we'll mention all that on my e-newsletter, Ardenmore Knows Pets, and we'll get more people to follow you. How's that, Victoria? Great. I love I that. I appreciate and, it. Um, I'm always tweeting, and I'm always I'm on Facebook, <laughs> uh, Facebook as well, so, you know, I love, I'm a, I'm a tweeter, and um, so you can get lots of information about the sort of the latest things that we're doing on that as well. So yeah. Well, I'll have to be a FBT with you, Facebook, Twitter pal. So we'll do, yeah. we'll get all that figured out after the show. But right now, folks, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to get back to Victoria Stillwell and find out what lies ahead in this new season of It's Me or the Dog. Right after we take this commercial break, so sit and stay. We'll be right back. Time for a walk on the red carpet, of course. All Behave will be back in a flash right after these messages. If you ask the question, what do I want? What do I need? I'll take a back shot. I reach a mention. I need time. Love My Pets, the new single by Mark Winter, available on iTunes. Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Hi, this is Zach George, host of Animal Planet Superfetch. Listen to the Obehave Show with Arden Moore on Pet Life Radio. We're back from the lot. Just checked the paper and we had a record showing at the box. The letterbox, that is. Now back to Obehave. Here's Arden. Welcome back to the Obehave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. We have Victoria Stillwell here. And, I mean, you wrapped up season 2010 on It's Me or the Dog on Animal Planet with The Berry Bunch and House of Horrors. I'm as curious as a cat to imagine what lies ahead for you and our viewers on It's Me or the Dog show. Can you give us a little sneak peek? Right. Well, season three starts on January the 8th at 8 p.m. on Animal Planet. And 
it's a season that we filmed in and around New York City. So it's uh, the format is slightly different. I think it's the best season yet. The stories, just not just the dogs, but the people are really, really intense and challenging and fascinating. The behaviors that you're going to see, some babies that we've never seen on television before, the human stories are extremely powerful. And it was a real challenge for me. You know, as these seasons continue, it gets more and more and more intense. Some of the some of the episodes we're doing are very light and funny too. But um, I think as a dog owner, you're you're going to get lots of information on how to train your dog, but also just people watching as well. I think it's fascinating to see family dynamics and how things can change. And so for me, it was challenging, but it was exciting. And I'm really, really excited about the, the new series coming out. I think people are really going to benefit from it. I'm a fan of yours, and I'm going to be tuning in. Everybody, uh, if you have busy schedules, darn it, DVR it or TiVo it. But she's very much worth watching. So you got my curiosity also when you mentioned that uh, you had uh, Nicholas Dadman come aboard for one of the episodes to deal with uh, an issue of obsessive-compulsive disorder. And he's the guy that uh, he's got a Ph.D. in pharmacology, too. The guy knows how to use the right medications and the right behavior modifications. What's a brief summary of what's happening in that episode in which you had Nicholas on board? Well, it's a family completely at odds with each other. Really, really, I mean, the arguments that go on in this house are, are pretty dreadful. And it's a dog that is spinning out of control and spinning and spinning and spinning and spinning and spinning. And, spinning. Oh. and um, you know, I've, I've seen a lot of dogs with compulsions, but he was also biting too. And so it was almost like, was this a compulsive behavior? Was it a displacement behavior? This dog was on um, medicine anyway, even before I came. And I'm not qualified, and nor any trainer should be, unless their veterinary behavior is qualified to give information about medication, which is the reason why I wanted to call Dodman, because A, he is the, the best at this uh, with regards to compulsion disorder, but he also knows, as you say, pharmacological intervention as well. He knows how to marry the two. And so I really needed him with this dog because I knew that this dog would be able to be saved, but he didn't need to have medical help too. And mm -hmm. so I think we cracked it. Do you think us, uh, the family needed to be on medication? Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, and yes, and yes, and yes. And they also, you know, I dragged them over the coals too. That's an expression, but the complete disregard and disrespect and irresponsibility of each member of that family well, you'll see when you watch it. It made me pretty mad. It'll make you mad, too. Okay. Well, I think we need that kind of emotion because that's how you get change sometimes. You know, yeah. you can't just uh, treat people, everybody, kindly and diplomatically. I think uh, your tough love is, you know, what you see is what you get. So I really appreciate your candor because you can obviously say you're very passionate about making things a little bit better on this planet for the two, three, and four-layers out there. Thank you. Thank you. That's, that's what I aim to do. Yeah, no holes barred with me, really. <laughs> All right. Well, so you've got him on board. I mean, how was it? I know you, do you still call home Atlanta right now? Or are you, were you bouncing back and forth to New York to do the filming for the show? Yes, I think I spent most of my life on planes last year. Um, yes, I still live in Atlanta, but I was commuting to New York to, to do the show over a four-month period. And now in Atlanta, I'm working on a on a new project, which is very, very exciting. 
and something that I've wanted to do a long, long time. I can't actually divulge what it is about at the moment, but it takes Ismail the dog to a completely different level and uses my training and everything that I've learned to help more and more animals in a, in a pretty intense situation. So that's an exciting project that I have ongoing that hopefully one day you'll be seeing on your screens. You just want to come back the third time on my show. I know. That's why you're doing I it. You're do. teasing me. That's it. I that's do. it. <laughs> and I love your show. So, yes. Okay. Well, we'll definitely we'll have you back. So we won't pry too much. But when do you hope to be able to announce what's happening with uh, this new secret but helpful project? I'm hoping probably by the summertime that we'll be able to. But as you know, things are, I like to keep things quiet now until we have all our ducks in a row. And um, there's a lot of work to be done. When you're working on a new production, there's always work that needs to be done. And it takes a long time. So, yes, but it's something that's very close to my heart and marries all the skills that I have together. So, yeah, watch the space. Okay, well, you've got me. You really do. I'm already writing it down. I've got it on my hand in indelible ink. Call Victoria this summer. I'll never wash it off my hand. Oh, great. All right. It's done. So with everything that you're doing, I wanted to ask you, people think about New York City, and there's a lot of dogs in New York City, and there is sometimes a misnomer that city dogs aren't socialized, but I would think there are more dogs in New York City socialized than some country dogs that never get to see another dog. What was your take on the, you know, the life of... uh, dog in the city you know what was your take on dogs that are city dogs as far as their interactions yeah well they have to be extremely sociable because they are living in a very closed environment they're very close to other dogs very close to people they have to walk well on a leash and so i think there's a lot more pressure for dogs that live in a kind of urban area like that i mean i trained in manhattan for five years before my show so i'm very i was actually going back to my roots i I pretty much that's all i really knew was to train dogs in the city so, yeah, there is added pressure. And also, it's almost like that people who live there have to put in so much more work because you can't just put your dog out in the backyard. You have to walk it. You have to take it out physically yourself to take mm-hmm. it to the bathroom four to five times a day. And if you have a puppy, more. So it's a lot more work. And so I find dog owners in New York City, you know, they're a pretty dedicated bunch. But there are some problems, and that's what you're going to be talking about this season on oh, yeah. It's Me or the Dog. Okay. Yes. All right. Yeah, there are there there are problems, and and you know there of course that's what you need to to be. You need to be dedicated, and there are a lot of people that that aren't, and um, that take on these dogs, and they have their busy lives, and their small places, and it's just things just don't work out. So you'll see on so many occasions things have gone wrong. Give me a rundown of a couple of uh, topics that you're going to be taking on this season of It's Me or the Dog on Animal Planet. I'm. Uh, going to be training other animals as I said I'll be training a a pig and some chickens and all through positive reinforcement clicker training I'll be visiting a a castle where uh, the strangest couple in the world live Um, (laughs) I'll be working with uh, Presa Canario who was very very big very powerful potentially uh, on the cusp of being potentially very dangerous with a young boy who was sold this dog at the age of 18 and uh, you'll see what happens in that one we cover a lot of family situations, a lot of human family situations with their dogs and um, the quarrels and the arguments and the upset that occurs because of disharmony in the household. So it, it, is, it is what you've seen before but taken up to a whole different level. 
Man, you're like Dr. Phil meets Dr. Laura meets Oprah, I think. Don't you? I mean, well, you, I, way, I don't know. <laughs> yes. I learned very quickly when I first started training. I learned very quickly that you become a counselor almost because people, as soon as you come into their home, talking about their dogs is a very emotional subject. So they open up and they emote. And you have to be able to not just like people and respect people, but to be able to listen because that's what they need. They need someone to listen to them, to be compassionate and to help them work. And my job is to motivate them to work with their dog because if they don't, I haven't done my job properly. Well, you've got me at sit and stay, that's for sure. i got to tell you that. So we're going to be giving away an autographed copy of It's Me or the Dog by Victoria Stilwell, and she's going to give away one of her awesome-looking T-shirts. I love them. They're very cool. They say positively, as in the website that she's created and the foundation. How do people, I mean, you're going to keep doing this for a long time, Victoria. How do people even get the chance to maybe be considered to be topics on your show? How, do, how does one go about that? It all depends where we're filming um, and because we film all around the country. But there are casting calls that go up on my website from time to time, um, depending on where the series is, the, the next season is going to be shot. So um, it's just a question of keeping an eye open on Positively.com and also AnimalPlanet.com just to see where you know, the next casting takes place. Okay, that sounds good. You know, this is the season where people are getting puppies, kittens, dogs, cats. If you could wave a wand on America and, heck, the globe, what would be like two or three things that you wish you could impart upon all the folks getting pets into their household to start everybody off on the right paw? Just give that dog time. Take it to teach it, train it in a positive way. Don't run far away from any trainer that. It's going to put a choke collar or a shock collar or a prom collar on your dog. Find a positive reinforcement trainer in your area. Go to my website, click on find a trainer, search, and hopefully there will be a trainer in your area that can help you. Because that valuable teaching that you can give your dog right at the beginning is going to mean a lifetime of harmony. And and so I, I would say that's the most important thing. If your dog does have behavior problems, don't give up. There are support systems. There are teams out there that can help you. And don't relinquish your dog to a shelter. And so many dogs, yes, do get, so many people do get puppies for Christmas. But as the saying goes in Britain, the dog is for life, not just for Christmas. So if you have had a puppy this Christmas, work really hard to, to make sure that that puppy stays in your home. It's not just a gift that can be given, worked with a little bit, and then thrown away. It's a gift for a good 15 years. So you know, respect that. That sounds great. And what's the biggest lesson dogs have taught you, Victoria? I think they've taught me more patience. I think they've taught me in my own life how to um, better my relationships with people and, you know, with my family. I think, you know, I'm not perfect either. I fail too. I, I, you know, can sometimes get very stressed or feel very pressured and impatient. And I think, or, you know, you come back from at the end of the day and you've had a bad day, your dog greets you at the door like you're the best person in the world. And that always stops me. When Sadie greets me like that, it always stops me and goes, my gosh, how lucky I am to work with these animals, how much they can teach me. And my gosh, if, if humans were more like their dogs, that would be a better world. Oh, I agree. I agree. I, they make us feel like a rock star. They make us feel like we are just the best thing on two legs. And if we just did an ounce of that with other people on this planet, I don't think we'd need armies. Yeah, no, absolutely. I agree. All right. 
Well, I'm so glad you got to come back on the show, Victoria. You're doing great things for people and dogs all over this planet. You all have to dash over to Positively.com and tune into her show. It's Me or the Dog on Animal Planet each and every week. Victoria, I'm glad you could be a guest on our show again. Thank you so much for inviting me. And I want to thank my very tolerant producer, Mark Winter, who makes this show happen each and every week. And I want to thank you listeners for casting your votes in the podcast awards. We were very honored to be the top pet podcast on the planet for the podcast awards this time around. Like I said, no car, but a hearty way to go. But it still means that people are tuning in. And we try to have guests of the caliber of Victoria Stowell on each and every week so we can all make a difference for people and pets. So until next time, this is your flea-free host, Arden Moore, delivering just two words to all you two, three, and four-leggers out there. Oh, behave! Coast to coast and around the world, it's Oh, Behave! with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Every week on demand, this is the place for a special paparazzi treat, only on PetLifeRadio.com.